Hey, good Saturday morning. It's Joey Alfieri on TSN 690 with Saturday Sports. I guess this is Season 2, Episode 1, after a little bit of a break there. Uh, but uh, excited to be back with my boy John Still. We're with you till 1 o'clock, and we've got a lot to talk about over the next couple of hours. Uh, we will be talking a little bit of NFL football with the coach, Jeff Reinbold. There's a trade of some note that went down this week as uh, Carson Wentz was traded from the Eagles to the Colts. We'll break that down for you and a lot more. Uh, we will also be talking plenty Montreal Canadiens. The Canadiens back in action tonight and tomorrow night on TSN 690 to get the Leafs and the Senators over the next couple of days. And uh, those two teams actually played each other quite a bit, but Montreal's been off for the better part of a week now, and uh, they are practicing as we speak, so we'll get you the lineup notes ahead of tonight's game against the Toronto Maple Leafs. So we'll be talking Habs with Andrew Berkshire of the Montreal Gazette as well. That goes uh, just after 12.35. Uh, we will have a bunch of other stuff to talk about as well. There was some news and notes around the NHL. Uh, I'm not sure if... Uh if the hockey fans, even the diehards, realize this, uh, but there are a pair of outdoor games this weekend that kind of just snuck up on us because uh, the NHL really hasn't promoted them too, too well, in my opinion anyway. I haven't seen much for them uh, outside of the last couple of days, so these did kind of sneak up on me. I've got some interesting notes that are Canadians-related on the two uh, outdoor games in Lake Tahoe uh, today, this afternoon, and tomorrow afternoon, but I do want to start by talking about CF Montreal and Thierry Henry. Will he be back? Will he not? Your guess at this point, it's as good as mine. CF Montreal aren't going to address this publicly, and Thierry Henry's side aren't going to either. I wouldn't be shocked if he moved on to Bournemouth. I'd be more shocked if he was back in Montreal at this point. The timing couldn't be worse for the organization. Training camp is just a few weeks away, and this distraction really wasn't necessary. Winning regularly with this young squad was going to be tough enough without the distractions surrounding their coach. But here's the thing. If you want the global superstars to land in Montreal, you have to accept that there's going to be this type of drama. It's, an, it's inevitable. It happened with Didier Drogba. It's happening with Thierry Henry. And it's going to continue to happen if these big names keep coming to this city. And it's funny, like everybody, since the news came out this week, I've had my Twitter messages, you know, like my mentions have just kind of been flooded with, ah, this organization is a disaster. It's going to be a new head coach if Henri leaves. How many is that and how many years and all that? Listen, the impact and CF Montreal, they don't make life easy on themselves for the most part. I'll, I'll be the first one to admit that. But at the same time, this is kind of out of their hands. If you get excited when they land names that are you know recognizable to the average sports fan you don't have to be a diehard soccer fan to know who terry Henry is then you're gonna have to put up with this kind of thing it, it kind of reminds me of and it's to a lesser a lesser extent here because this person isn't as well known globally as terry Henry is but it kind of this whole process is kind of reminding me of mark tressman and the montreal alouettes from a few years ago like tressman came in in 2008 had some NFL experience as an offensive coordinator, uh, was a coach, a high-level coach at the college ranks as well. And he came in, had some success right away, and obviously had more success than Thierry Henry had. And every offseason, it was about how he was going to go to the Colts, to the Bears, and he was going to go here. And he was going to become a head coach in the NFL. And there was a couple of offseasons where it seemed like it was coming close, and then it didn't happen. 
And then there was the one-off season where there were the rumblings in 2012 or 20, I guess that was the winter of 2013. And Mark Trestman ended up getting the, uh, the, the Chicago Bears job. In this case, of course, the, the body of work uh, isn't as vast. But these are things that are going to happen. So if it doesn't happen now, there's going to be rumors in the summer that Terry Henry is going to be gone and he's going to be linked to an opening. And if it doesn't happen in the summer, I guarantee you, if he has uh, any type of success, if CF Montreal make the playoffs this year, next offseason, same deal. So this is this just comes with the territory. You look back at even this past season, I didn't think it was realistic. But you look back at the the link when the Barcelona, you know, there was rumblings that he'd go to over to Barcelona and take over there. I did not think he was anywhere close to being ready for that, and I never bought that for a second. But there were still rumors. It's just that we didn't necessarily take them as seriously at that point. Didier Drogba, when he was here, he, he came in middle of 2015, lit the league up on fire. Everything was great. Had the hat trick in his first start. The impact went a couple rounds in the playoffs before getting bounced by Columbus. And then all of a sudden, everything was great. And then the offseason hit, and there was rumors that Chelsea wanted to bring him on in some capacity. And then he was in Qatar, and then he wasn't showing up for training camp, and there was that whole hoopla. And in the end, he did come back. But you saw, I think, a player who wasn't necessarily uh, committed to the cause and it ended up playing out that way because, yes, the impact went to the Eastern Conference Championship at that point, and they lost to TFC in added time, but he wasn't a starter. He came in off the bench towards the end of the season, and Matteo Mancosu had taken over as the starter. But you can just tell he, he maybe he wasn't as in it. I don't know if he, if he just was planning on not coming back and then didn't train as hard during the offseason, took his foot off the gas. He was also in his late 30s, so he, he probably lost another step or two as well. But these are just, these are things that are going to happen. And it leads me right to our uh, Saturday sports question of the day, uh, which you can find at Joey Alfieri. You can also find it uh, at TSN 690 on Twitter. It's will Terry Henry be the head coach of CF Montreal when training camp opens on March 8th? Oh yeah. The timing couldn't be any worse uh, because it uh, training camp opens on the 8th. There's a couple teams, the ones that are going through the champions league, uh, like TFC, that are going to start training camp a little, uh, I think, a week a week ahead of Montreal. But Montreal is planning on opening March 8th. I saw where TFC was probably, uh, or they were considering their camp being in Tampa Bay uh, at Raymond James Stadium where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers play. Not sure what's going on with Montreal. I'd imagine that they're not going to be able to train at neutral. It's freezing out. And they're not going to want to play on the or train on the turf at Matty Victorin. So I'm imagining that they're going to be heading down to Florida at some point, but you have to get all this mapped out with the quarantine and whatnot. So you can vote on this poll question. Will Terry Henry be the manager when the season or when training camp opens on March 8th? Uh, right now, John, still, I'll bring you in. I want to get your answer, and I, wanted, I want you to guess uh, what the results on the poll questions are. So uh, what's going on, buddy? How are you? I'm well, Joe. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic now that Saturday sports is back and I get to hang out with you a little bit uh, for a couple hours on Saturday morning. So, um, okay, before we get into all that, I, w- I want your reaction. You watch a lot of European soccer. You watch way more Euro soccer than I do. Uh, I-, I keep an eye on it. I do watch, but it's just there's so much to, to keep tabs on here that uh, it's one of the sports that I'd like to follow a little closer that I don't get to, uh, unfortunately. But 
you know the situation in Bournemouth. You know the situation with Thierry Henry. Just like, what was your reaction when you first found out this week? Um, I, I'm not going to say that I'm surprised that he's at least being considered because uh, I agree with you that uh, as much as Montreal impacts fan or geez, there you go. There's my first Montreal impact uh, disaster. As much as CF Montreal fans uh, want to. Uh, believe that their club is a destination for people like Thierry Henry. To be perfectly honest, it is a stepping stone. He he's here temporarily at some point. Even if he does well with CF Montreal and he does return, um, it's really just a precursor to bigger and better things for him because right. he's Thierry Henry. He's uh, he can if he has a successful stint here, he can basically command. Um, the majority of managing jobs in Europe. So that that's the thing. I think that I don't really understand Bournemouth as an option, and I'll tell you why. Bournemouth are a very, uh, let's say, um, cash-poor club. They're not exactly a team that's going to be able to spend a lot of money on either transfers or bringing guys in and they are in the championship which is which is nice for him but you see other teams that or, or other managers of Henri's ilk who were from that era um in the Premier League most notably in England um Frank Lampard's first job was at Derby and then he got the job at Chelsea both much bigger clubs than uh, Bournemouth Derby actually had a sustained period of success in the in the 80s Wayne Rooney became player manager at Derby he's also now just the manager uh, Steven Gerrard had a massive job at Rangers which is historically yep. one of the top 2 teams in Scotland and he's still there and doing a fantastic job so for his head to be turned by a team, I would expect it to be a bigger club than Bournemouth. No offense to no offense to I'm assuming the two Bournemouth fans in the Greater Montreal area, but um, it just I, I'm just a little bit confused, and I don't see the draw for him as much as it is in England. I don't see the draw for him to this specific kind of job. It's a if you get into the Premier League, it's a job just to stay up. It's really a relegation threatened club. You're, you you kind of want to go to a situation where you think that you're going to the the team is going to have bigger aspirations if you are Thierry Henry for the kind of right. football that he's going to want to play uh he's not exactly someone like a Sam Allardyce where you think that you play 10 guys behind the ball and just hope that you can nick a goal and maybe get a 1-0 result i think he wants to play more attacking football so i think it really comes down to um i'm shocked by the Bournemouth decision and I'm also shocked by like you said the timing of it because he hasn't even been here for a full year yet so I believe he will return I believe that I am okay in, I believe that I am in the minority I think that I think that he is going to um, consider the job obviously because it's a job in England and he'd love to play there but uh, or manage there but I just think that after consideration either someone else will get the job because they're more qualified or uh, that he will realize that he still has some work to do in terms of a manager to get the job that I think he's really going to want at some point. Yeah and I, I think look if you go to Bournemouth I think it's another one of those jobs um, like Montreal in the sense that it's the plan is not to be there long term. 
So I'm with you. Uh, the poll results right now, 24.5% uh, of the people agree with you. Uh, at Joey Alfieri on Twitter, uh, that Terry Henry will be the manager on March 8th for CF Montreal. 75.5% uh, of the people think, no, he's gone. Uh, and I'm one of those people. A and I think it's interesting because if you look at the names that have been linked uh, to the opening at Bournemouth, uh, you have, I think, uh, John Terry was linked to that job. Uh, Patrick Vieira has been linked to that job. So they're yeah. obviously they're going for name like they're, or they're trying to go for a name higher. And I get it. Uh, but I don't know if we have uh, I don't know if we have the audio on hand, John, just Terry Henry uh, when he joined Melnick in the afternoon. This was before the playoff game uh, against the New England Revolution. He came on and Mitch opened the interview by asking him uh how how this season felt did it feel you know did it go by quickly did it go by did it take forever to, to pass by the 2020 mls season and it was it was an interesting answer but it's a very telling answer and i think with terry Henry, the one thing we have to keep in mind is that we know that the canadian mls teams are likely going to be starting the season on the road and they're going to be playing their home games away from home so does he feel like going through that again? I'll, I'll let you hear his answer to the question, but this is how much it weighed on Terry Henry. I think the answer is pretty telling. You know what? Uh, it feels like a 10 season in one. Uh, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. This is by distance the hardest thing that I had to deal with. Uh, I saw a lot of people talking throughout the whole year. They don't have one single clue of what was happening behind closed doors. And so people like to judge and talk, but that, that has to be the hardest thing that I had to deal with. But on the personal point of view, because you had the three to four preseason, you stop, you come back. If you come back in Montreal, you have to stay in quarantine. But then if you don't come back, those guys don't see their family, which people do not understand how important that is. People forget about the emotional part of the game. They always talk about the, the physical part of the game. If you're not well in your head, you can't perform. I don't care who you are. So that was Thierry Henry back before uh, the impact. They were still the impact back then. Uh, they played their playoff game uh, for the 2020 season. They ended up losing, but that was Terry Henry just talking about how much it weighed on them. And and I honestly, again, I look back at the 2020 impact season and I look at it as a positive. I know they finished ninth, but they won their final regular season game to punch their ticket to the playoffs and they ended up getting in. So to me, it was success just given everything they had to go through. But that clearly weighs on you. And when I think it weighs on you in the moment, and I think you kind of you're kind of nervous going into the offseason that this is going to happen again. So maybe Bournemouth John isn't the ideal job, or it's not the job that we thought that he would take. But I think it's the one that's available now, and it's the club that's interested in him right now. And if he does go, it means avoiding living out of a suitcase again. And I think that's a big part of this. Yeah, uh, I don't disagree. Um, I think an, uh, a reason that I also have a caveat for him going is you mentioned the two guys who are also rumored to be in that job. Now, there's a couple of other uh, managers who, I'm not going to yeah. lie, I haven't really heard of uh, in terms of championship guys or guys who have managed at the lower league levels. But just the guys that you mentioned right there, uh, John Terry and Patrick Vieira. Um, again, no offense to Thierry Henry. John Terry has 
has spent time as a, as an assistant manager at Aston Villa for several years now. Uh, I would argue that just being an assistant manager at a big club uh, like Aston Villa, even though they were in a championship in the championship up until this year, they're still a big club in 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 England, and I would argue a bigger club than Bournemouth. Just being the assistant manager there to me gives you a lot more experience than assistant managing Belgium for a couple of years, a few right. a few months at Monaco that ended unceremoniously, and then some weird kind of back and forth <laughs> season managing CF Montreal. And then if you're Patrick Vieira, Patrick Vieira cut his teeth in the MLS for years at NYCFC. Yeah, yeah. And then on top good. of that, he made the move to France to be the manager at OGC Nice. Yep. which I think went pretty well as well. So just from a Bournemouth perspective, if you're looking at the three guys and they're all legends of the game, like that's the thing, is that Thierry Henry, those two other guys aren't exactly Joe Schmoes that he's going up against, who have years of Premier League experience and are also Premier League legends. People have, will argue that John Terry's the best defender in the Premier League era. Um I think that both of those guys are more qualified than Thierry Henry. So from the Bournemouth perspective, I even think that if I was on the board, I would really think about giving those guys a shot, especially Patrick Vieira because he spent so long kind of developing his craft compared to Henry that to me he's third choice of those three guys. So both of those things informs my decision as to why I think he will eventually be back. Be back. All right. Uh, we'll have more Terry Henry talk with uh, Sofian Benzaza uh, from Can FC. He'll join us just after eleven thirty-five. If Terry Henry goes, is there anybody in-house who could take over for him? We'll ask Sofian about that in uh, just a few minutes. Uh, by the way, we haven't even mentioned that uh, Patrice Bernier is stepping down as assistant coach. He's going to stay within the organization with the academy. Uh, but that news came out via Dave Levesque of the Journal de Montréal this morning. We'll get into that uh, with Sofiane as well. Uh, but McGill University athletes are doing what they can to make a difference in the community. We'll tell you how the STAR initiative is changing the lives of young people around the city. This is Saturday Sports on TSN 690. Joey Alfieri with you till 1 o'clock. Welcome back. Good Saturday morning, Saturday Sports on TSN 690. Joey Alfieri and John Still, we're with you till 1 o'clock. We will be talking Habs uh, in a little over 30 minutes uh, as uh, we welcome Andrew Berkshire to the show as well. Uh, He's with the Montreal Gazette just after 1235. Uh, But did want to talk about this amazing initiative going on at McGill. And uh, to talk about that, I want to bring on the McGill Redbirds defensive lineman, Leo Tischauser. Leo, what's going on, man? How are you? Hi, I'm doing well. Hope everybody's okay. Yeah, everything's great, man. And uh, I got wind of this earlier this week. It's the uh, Star Initiative, the McGill Project. And I just I want you to tell our listeners uh, what some of you McGill athletes are doing behind the scenes to help out in the community. All right. So the Star Initiative was started a bit more than uh, a year ago. And initially, we were trying to um, get into uh, an elementary school and get the kids moving, you know, get active physically, uh, as well as help them with their homework. So we got started with that in 2019, uh, went well, and then uh, COVID hit. So we kind of lost the physical activity part, and uh, we've successfully transitioned to uh, online tutoring uh, since uh, the beginning of uh, last year, so uh, fall 2020. It's been going really well. We... uh, we have a one-on-one tutoring sessions with the uh, the kids over Microsoft Teams. So, I, I mean, 
how did you get involved with this in particular and why do you feel like this is the right calling for you? Well, what's happening is that the initiative was started by student athletes mm-hmm. and uh, I got I got brought into the thing by uh, fellow student athletes on the soccer team, the, the women's soccer team. They're the ones who started the whole initiative. Yeah. Um, they just kind of uh, went into our meeting room at one point, uh, the football meeting room, and, uh, and presented the initiative. And I was like, this is a perfect opportunity for me to give back to the community, uh, get involved with, you know, um, kind of passing on some of those values that are very dear to me um, academically and on the, the sports side. So just I, I, I felt like the, the opportunity to both uh, get, you know, in contact with elementary school um, children and teach them about the importance of sports and academics is just exactly what I wanted to do with my free time. So I'm volunteering with the association. He's uh, Leo Tischauser. He's the defensive lineman for the McGill Redbirds. Joining us on Saturday Sports, Joey Alfieri on TSN 690. Leo, you have an interesting story as well. You start playing football in France. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm calling you live from France right now. Actually. No way. Are you kidding uh, me? Yeah, yeah. I've nice. been back home for, uh, since uh, April last year. Because uh, as you're probably well aware, our football season got canceled. Yeah. So, um yeah, I've been I've been back at home uh, doing the the online school, so I spend a lot of time on my computer these days. Uh, yeah. We even have our, our practices and workouts over Zoom with the, the coaches. But yeah, I got I started playing here. Actually, well, football is a thing in Europe, um, mm-hmm. so I was I was just lucky to have a big uh, big football team close to my hometown, and uh, I actually started with um, a Canadian coach, a guy from Quebec. Who uh, who taught me pretty well, and after high school, I just decided to go to Sejep. I went to John Abbott College in the, the West Island, and after yeah. two and a half, like three seasons there, got recruited by a bunch of universities, and I, I chose McGill. So far, it's going really well. Yeah, so you must be really excited about the CFL's global initiative. Is that something that you'd oh, like yeah. to pursue? Yeah, that's something uh, we're definitely aware over here, uh, aware of, and uh, I mean, we'll see what happens. In terms of uh, when my eligibility comes up uh, with university years, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. looking into it. I have a couple friends, actually, French players uh, that are already in the CFL who benefited benefited from it. So, right, definitely excited about it. So, if people want more information for uh, the Star McGill project, where can they find that? Well, it's all on our website. So it's called the Star Initiative. Uh, you can find all sorts of information about the team. So, um, where we come from, we're Basically, just athletes from McGill. Some of us are alumni. Uh, and we have currently two projects. So both of them are online tutoring. One is with the Face School that's right by Milton Gates on the, uh, the McGill campus. And one is with yeah. uh, a Cree community up in northern Quebec. Uh, it's called the Mississippi Pro- Project. Mm-hmm. And the website again? Star Project. Fantastic. Leo, thanks for doing this, man. We really appreciate it, and uh, enjoy uh, your time at home in France, and uh, hopefully we can get a football season going here soon. Yeah, hopefully. So thank you very much for having me. Once again, Star Initiative, working with kids in Montreal, really, really happy to be on air. Thank you for having me. Yeah, well done, man. Congratulations on uh, participating in uh, Way to Go McGill uh, for this uh, awesome thanks. initiative. So, yeah, so the web- thanks, Leo. That's the, uh, the website is starinitiative.weebly.com. Uh, that's starinitiative.weebly.com. Uh, so that's uh, really well done. And uh, see, I, John, I'm a Concordia guy, much like yourself. I have no problem promoting stuff like that. That's a really cool initiative uh, for uh, 
for the project going on there. So thank you to Leo Tischauser. He's a defensive lineman for McGill. Uh, he's one of the tutors that is uh, contributing to the STAR initiative. Uh, when was the last time Terry Henry was in Montreal? Is he in town right now? We'll talk about the future of CF Montreal with or without Terry Henry. This is Saturday Sports with Joey Alfieri on TSN 690. Welcome back. It's Saturday Sports on TSN 690. Joey Alfieri with John Still. We're with you till 1 o'clock. We will be talking Habs. And uh, we will be talking NFL as well with our uh, guests coming up. Jeff Reinbold will join us just after 12.05, the coach. And uh, Andrew Berkshire uh, from the Montreal Gazette. We'll be talking Habs with him. And Jonathan Dray specifically, he had an article in the Gazette. Uh, he'll join us just after 12.35. Uh, the Canadians uh, are just off the ice, I believe. And they have some couple different lineup notes to get to as well. So we'll be talking uh, about that a little bit later on. Just want to remind you that uh, you can subscribe to the Saturday Sports on TS TSN 690 podcast on a whole bunch of different platforms, uh, including Apple Podcast. Uh, so uh, leave a positive rating and uh, subscribe to the podcast if you can. And uh, right now we do want to talk a little bit more CF Montreal, get into our poll question of the day, which is, do you expect Thierry Henry to be the manager of this club? When the training camp gets going on March the 8th right now, 78.3% of people are saying no. They think Terry Henry is gone. I fall into that category. John still thinks that he will be the manager. Uh, we will ask our next guest from Can FC, Sofian Benzaza. Sofian, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm good, Joe. How are you doing, man? Uh, buddy, we're, we're going to get me on to talk NFL, man. You want to talk NFL? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. I was because I was gonna say you don't uh, strike me as an NFL uh, kind of guy. No, I think you're I one look of those. Like uh, I look like an ex-college Division three player. Let's be honest. Who didn't make it? Yeah, we'll agree to disagree on that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but okay, I want to start with you. I want to start there with you with the the question of the day. Yeah. On March eighth, when training camp opens, will Terry Henry be the coach of CF Montreal? At this point, I'm gonna say I'm gonna join the seventy eight percent and say no. It's uh, you know I see rumors coming from uh, from the uh, from the pound from the side of the pound from England from the UK from Great Britain usually as the, as I evaluate rumors coming coming from Real Madrid if there's a rumor it means something happened right and it means there was contact it means he might he probably will be signed as the coach of Bournemouth that's what at least that's my speculation so there's a there's a little chance we're gonna see him you know he hasn't spoken yet to the media which is normal Christian hasn't started yet officially. But, you know, he hasn't seen any pictures for the promotion of the jersey. So, you know, one plus one equals five. And I've, there's a big ch bigger chance he's, he's coaching in a championship than coaching in MLS for, uh, in 2021. So I'm going to join uh, the no camp right. for this one. So you had, you had some information on his whereabouts this week. I had some information as well. And our information kind of overlapped and it, it matches. So, yeah. so basically, just from what you've heard from the people you've spoken to, uh, is Terry Henry here right now? When was he last here? When did he take off? Like, what do we know about this? Honestly, I'm not, I can't be too precise for, you know, you got to protect your source, but also I don't want to be wrong too many times. I've been wrong too many times about <laughs> around the impact of the CF Montreal. But from what we heard is that probably by over the weekend or by, or since Monday or Tuesday, Terry has is not, is not in Montreal. But he so, was last week though. He, he was last week. Yeah, that, that, right. I, I, I agree. But, this week, I can't say which day. I don't have his flight manifest. 
Uh, I can't hack into British Airways the database, but <laughs> it's I'm pretty like uh, I was told a neuro told where like you said we overlap that he has been here this week. Which day it is, I'm not sure, but all I know in the UK the quarantine is that it's 10 to 14 days of quarantine. So one plus one equals five, and then we go from there. Hence, that's why everyone has accelerated. That's why the speculation has accelerated mm-hmm. with the back and forth with the media in the UK saying that it's happening. Some say it might be happening. So everything, con- you know, everything coincides very nicely. And we say to ourselves, okay, this is probably more true than we think. So, yeah. Sofian, Sofian Benzaza from CanFC joining us on Saturday Sports with Joey Alfieri on TSN 690. Uh, I want to bring John Still in uh, momentarily here. But do you think, just in, in your opinion, do you think that this is a job that Terry Henry can excel at? Um, listen, I, if you told me if you told me this, when he started with the, with, with the impact with CF Montreal, I would have said no. But after a year of really finally coaching full-time a squad, having time to establish his method and his tactical you know, strategy over, over a squad for a full season, I think, he's, he, he, I think he might be ready. In a sense, he doesn't the experience that a championship club would need that, uh, that needs to go uh, going to the promotion phase and going to the Premier League. Maybe he doesn't have that experience, that's for sure. Like Everyone knows that. But he's so good. Ta- I find him very good tactically. Honestly, he's a real s- soccer football mind. He's very underrated. We should forget what happened in Monaco because Monaco has been a mess since. They're doing a bit better now. But he took us a very, let's be honest, a very average squad. They got the in. Call. And they got in. They, they got in like the, the, the league expanded. The playoffs, still, like, yeah, but still, but and 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 then it's not like they were crushed by New England in the playoffs. They, they almost made it to the overtime. They all, they could have won, and and by the end of the summer, they're a much stronger squad, and a lot of players have developed. Like Piet got better into a new role he wasn't used to. Marseille got better, and basically most players got better. And he lost tighter in the middle of the season. You know, it's it's not easy to handle this, and having barely no, any any mercato to play with, he I think he he did pretty good, and that's why I think. Tactically, he's very strong. He's very smart. He loves the game. And he loves. He, he watches the championship all the time. It's something that he's been saying since he, he retired as a player. He loves the championship. It's a league that he's been watching for a while. So I think it's not a coincidence that he wants to go back into, into Europe via the Division Two England, which is championship, which is a very high level, a lot of money, a lot of money to buy players that you want. And it's a good uh, stepping stone for him. That's what I think. Now, Sofian, I do think that um, I do think that he would be able to um, basically be given carte blanche um, when he's at Bournemouth because um, he's Thierry Henry. He'll be given the amount of time that he needs to get his, uh, let's say, uh, tactical noose uh, together when he's in the championship. But just based on what he did last year, I, I like what he tried to do tactically, but it seemed like if I'm, uh, again, for looking at it from a Bournemouth uh, mm-hmm. perspective, um, he never had a, a settled formation, and if that, that can have a whole bunch of things to do with the actual quality of the squad, like you and Joey were talking about. Um, it seemed like he was never able to kind of find a, a preferred 11 to start game in and game out. He was constantly mm-hmm. switching at the back. So... Yep. For me, if I'm a Bournemouth board member, when I hear that Patrick Vieira and John Terry are also up for the job, those guys are pretty highly touted names as well. And on top of that, to me, they've had a little bit more, um, let's say, experience in Uh either England or in Europe to be able to jump right into that spot. And they would also be given a lot of time. What do you think? No, I agree, John. It's it's a great point. But I do think that the whole change with the impact... Uh, CF Montreal 
Is That's that... three times now, uh, Sofian, that you yeah, said impact. They, they, they were the impact last year, so I'm not wrong. Okay, fair, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> yes, when Seb Montreal, sorry guys, uh, um, the um, what he did, you know, a lot of change at the back. You know, uh, Camacho underperforming, being being young, you had to manage him. I still think that listen, Bournemouth, for example, Bournemouth has had the same coach. Well, he came twice. Eddie Howe is a young guy, he's 43, same age as Henri, basically. He had two stints with the club. He's, he, he used to play there, I think. And basically, he coached him for eight years. And this and and uh, and Eddie Howe basically, he plays a four-four-two. That's usually his tactic, and he plays a free-style football, open-ended, really possession-style football, which is not was very, very, very rare back then in the championship, even in EPL when he came on, uh, 2012 to 2020. But I don't think that Bournemouth is saying to themselves, "Oh, we're a four-four-two squad. We only do possession-style football." I think they want to play possession-style. That's why they get Henri. They know that's what he likes. They also know that Henri's pragmatic. He can change when he needs to. And also maybe the whole tactical change he did was to manage also the squad, but also him to test his tactical, uh, I say, uh, DNA or IQ. Like, okay, I can do this, I can do that. I need to adapt to the squad. And to be honest, it's not like he's, he has, it's not like, uh, like is trying to, uh, to, uh, to hire Guardiola or Bielsa. Guys were very, very dogmatic and, uh, in, their, in their style of play. Chong Henry is closer to those guys, Bielsa and, and Gardner, in the sense he has, a, he, has, he has a sort of like idea he needs to implement to make sure that it works no matter what. But his, what he did with, with Chef Montreal, I could say that it shows some kind of, uh, how do I say it? It shows a, a true, he's very keen to be pragmatic and also be on the fly. And that's important. You, you can't just be dogmatic and be stubborn. And if it never works, it never works, which we saw with Remy Gab back in the days. He was very stubborn, didn't really change much. And that was his doom and gloom. So I see your point, John. But I think Bournemouth needs to make a, a sort of bet on him. And at the same time, Henri is a name from Montreal. He's also a name from Bournemouth. Don't forget, we're talking about like an elite player. He's like, he's basically, if, 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 honestly, if he was given the Ballon d'Or when he was playing, which he should have, that was a scandal, he would be talking about the Messi and Ronaldo. Henri, people forget, he, he was an elite player. Elite among elites. So that cachet works in MLS also works in, in championship and EPL. So I think he's it's going to work out if he goes. He's Sofian Benzaza from KenFC joining us on Saturday Sports on TSN 690. So uh, if you look at you know the buzz on Twitter right now with CF Montreal, it's people think it's a foregone conclusion that assistant coach Wilfred Nancy uh, would be the next coach. I, I think he's the only one in-house who gets serious consideration. Yeah. But I don't know if it's a slam dunk that he gets the job. Like I think they're they're going to go through the interview process. I don't think they're just going to grant him the job uh, and only interview him. I think they are going to interview outside candidates. Do you not agree? No. Uh, yes. Like honestly, yes. Nancy will be the only guy who could take over. You know, he he's like the two point zero of Bielo in the sense he's with the club. He was put as assistant coach. No matter who, no matter who the head coach was, so he will be the next in line to take over. Uh, but finding someone from the outside is hard, you know. Pandemic, who's gonna come? Who's gonna to, who's gonna want to relocate to New Jersey or Florida, wherever they go? Who's gonna want to change their lives, the family lives for for a job like this in MLS? You know, it's gonna be difficult, Joey. Honestly, I I hope I answer your question because I'm very the Montreal in a very delicate situation to be honest. Yeah, and not see he's competent, he's tactical, you know, like uh, you know. Uh, Kwame Ampadu will leave if Henri leaves. So he's going to go with him. He's his mentor, basically. He's number two, right hand. Mm -hmm. He's also Henri's mentor when he was growing up as a coach in Arsenal with the youth team. 
So it's going to be Nancy who's going to have to take over. If it's an, it's an easy solution, it's in-house. And uh, he's, not, he's not a bad coach. I think he's a good coach. And he had, I think I had him a, a while ago when I was still in the studio once upon a time when he was still with the academy. And, uh, you know, he said, like, I would like to be a first-team coach one day, which is normal. Mm-hmm. That's looking at his path, like we saw Jason Dutorio, like other guys, their, their goal is to eventually be a, to be a head coach. And uh, he has the pedigree, I think. He has the tackle awareness. You know, he's, he's, you know, he's from the, I'm not going to say from the Philippe Olafois school, but he's, you know, he came over with Philippe Olafois in the academy, so he has that same mentality of tactical, uh, how do I say, tactical discipline. And he learned a lot from Henri and probably taught things to Henri too with experience in MLS. Uh, but from the outside, you know, we're hearing about Estuta, the uh, ex-Argentinian footballer or the uh, elite striker back in the 90s. I don't know where that name came from. He has no experience in coaching, but I know, man. Seb Montreal is, is, is in, a, in, a, in quite a pickle, to be honest. It's bad timing for them. It's uh, bad timing Sofian. for the team. Uh, branding or no, rebranding or no rebranding, it's mm. a bad timing for Toulouse Henri at this point. It's Sofiane Benzaz of CanFC joining us on Saturday Sports on TSN 690. Joey Alfieri and John Still. John, go ahead. Sofiane, we, we always hear kind of, uh, it's a little bit strange to hear uh, a manager's head being turned uh, and them not being able to really focus on the craft the way that uh, that players do. The same thing, uh, the the adage has always been that if a player has already had his head turned, uh, you might as well just let him go because yep. uh, he's not going to be able to give you 100% game in and game out. Um, the players that were brought in, um, kind of two-part question here, the players that were brought in, what do you make of the roster construction that the impact went through this year? And how significant of a loss would it be for the players that, like you said, developed under Henri last year if he were not to return? Well, I'll answer the second question first. Uh, the, um, you know what? Henri leaving, for example, Victor Wanyamba is not here because he likes Seth Montreal. Right? He's not, oh, MLS is my career path at the age of 28. He came because he got paid good money and Henri was there. Right, he's a good player, and all he was there, so that was the extra boost. Many players in MLS wanted to come to play for Montreal, for Sam Montreal, because all he was there. Many, I'm telling you guys, many were like, please, 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 find my way to get me, get me to Montreal. So he has this attractiveness that's important, and doesn't mean that Binks doesn't stay the whole doesn't stay the whole year because Binks came in as Henri. He's not here. He wouldn't be here. If it was Bielo or Shelly Bomb or whoever. So that changed a lot. One Yama could be a big loss. He said, guys, uh, I like the pandemic, but, uh, you know, I'm out by the summer because oh, he's not here. That's the whole part I was here. So that, that could be a delicate situation for those, for the established players, but for the players that need to develop, yes, Henri really give a big boost to them. And I think Nancy can do the job, to be honest. I'm a bit biased because uh, I like him a lot as a, as a coach when I, when I followed him throughout the years at the academy. Uh, that's, that's to see, John. And for the new players that came in, Honestly, it was finally a transfer market window that really meant us for the impact. They really filled gaps where they need to fill the gaps. Like a top striker in Bjorn, in Bjorn Johnson. You know, he's a risk. You paid money for him. You paid big salary because he's a young, he's not old, he's not young, but he's experienced. So it's going to be interesting. It's, uh, the, the, players that you, the players in which Seth Montreal is invested in, Mialovic, Johnson, you know these guys, they're going to be in the starting 11 for sure, we hope. So they can go forward. They... They did make a few, Olivier Ona did make a few calculated risks, sort of like small bets, Torres, Hurtado, and uh, Ahmed Hamdi, the Egyptian midfielder. You know, Torres and, and Hamdi are, are loans. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. You, need, you don't need to buy them unless the, unless the buying clause is, is mandatory. 
And for Trudado, he's a deep, uh, he's a you know depth player. Can be used starting in the starting line if you need a specific tactical uh, aspect. If you implement a specific tactical aspect to the game, you know he knows the MLS, uh, and uh, he, he, I don't think he'll mind being uh, in quarantine uh, the whole season. So he knows he knows the environment, and I think they made good moves. To be honest, it's interesting moves, but they have now they have a lot of players, a big pool of players they need to to select from and have find a competitive starting eleven and also a competitive top fourteen, top fifteen in their squad. But players need to. During preseason, players need to make their mark. They need to be a sort of like distinction who's better and who's not. You can't have a squad of players who are about the same level and you don't know who to choose and who not to choose. So it's important, like throughout the, the season early, that quickly they establish who's their top players and who they depend on to be their starting right. 11 and building blocks. So it's going to be hard with Henri because, you know, the market was done with Henri in mind, but if he's not here, it's going to be interesting to pick another coach that's not uh, Wilfred Nancy. What uh, we've got like thirty seconds left, Sofian. Cool. What did you make of uh, Dave Levesque in the Journal de Montréal today, uh, announcing that Patrice Bernier is leaving the club as an assistant coach? Uh, yeah. He's not going to be back on staff, but he's stick- sticking around with the academy. What do you think of that? Well, I think Patrice Bernier did, uh, did his time. Uh, I'm, I think the pandemic had probably an effect on it. Maybe uh, if there was a regular season and there was no virus. Maybe would have stayed longer and tried to become the second or first assistant coach. Because let's not forget, Daniel was the third assistant coach, right? There was Nancy uh, and Padu and then Ori. So yeah. maybe it would have changed a lot if there was uh, no pandemic and he would have traveled more with the team. And uh, and probably the TVSL opportunity is pretty good. You know, so he's a good analyst. They're gonna plug him in in all the different platforms they have. And it's a smart move. But to keep him as an ambassador, it's important. You have to. If that didn't happen, people would be asking questions. Right? Why is he leaving and he's not even with the club in some sort of capacity? And uh, the academy thing is important because he's a good link between identifying academy talent to help identify academy talent for the first team also and other roles he's going to have because he knows the game and he knows the academy by heart. He knows those guys. He was coaching them or be part, at least part of helping the coaching staff and the academy to, in, in games and practices. So, yeah, it's interesting. But, uh, I, you know, I wish he would be... a. Uh, like a part of the coaching staff, more in a full-time manner in the next few years, but maybe he'll come back as a technical director in five years. We don't know. But maybe. Uh, yeah, li- that's a good life, point. Uh, the pandemic probably uh, pandemic screwed up everyone's plan for the next two, three years, honestly. So, Yeah, mine included. Uh, thanks, <laughs> thanks, Sofian. <laughs> thanks for joining us, man. We really appreciate you, your insight. I appreciate it, guys. That's don't forget, five-star so- on the podcast, uh, Joey. On your podcast, five the Saturday sports podcast you're talking about. Exactly, yours, not mine. No, we don't. Which po- which podcast are you? Which podcast do you want to plug here, real quick? Oh well, you guys can look for us, kind of say the show on Apple K- Podcasts and kind of K A N F C and Couscous uh, Piri Piri C C P P. If you guys are looking for us, uh, and hook us up and go to Camp Football Club all over the social media. Go on our Patreon page, help us out, and uh, do what you can, guys. Look at you getting plugs in. Thanks, Sofian. Thank you, Joey. Take care, guys. That, that's Sofiane Benzaza from CanFC. Uh, this very good podcast, very good work out there, breaking down the Montreal soccer scene. Uh, it is Saturday Sports on TSN 690. Uh, we will be talking soccer a little bit later on in the show. Do want to touch on some lineup notes here with the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, they've had their morning skate. They're back in action finally tonight uh, on TSN 690 with the pregame show beginning at 5 o'clock. And uh, it looks like there's going to be one lineup change. Victor Mete staying in. He played a very good game in Toronto last Saturday. Uh, so it looks like he's going to stay in, in the lineup. He's going to play on a pairing with uh, Alexander Romanov. But Paul Byron 
said all the right things after being placed on waivers at the beginning of the week. He's back in the lineup, and it looks like, based on the morning skate today, uh, Corey Perry is going to stay on the taxi squad. So it looks like Byron is in on the fourth line for Corey Perry, which is, uh, I mean, look, I, it, it was bound to happen, but I do think that you saw throughout the week, if you listen to the quotes coming out of you know Canadians camp, Byron said all the right things, not looking for a fresh start, wanted to stay with the organization, wants to help the organization win. I'm sure it's not an easy situation to be in. Uh, but again, he, he said everything uh, or he stayed in line with pretty much the organization's views. And I think that's what they appreciate about him. Uh, or it's one of the things they appreciate about him. He, he does wear an A. And as an assistant captain, to be put on waivers, to be put on the taxi squad, whether it's cap related or not, uh, that still has to be uh, a punch to the gut. So uh, credit to Paul Byron for saying all the right things. And it looks like he's going to get an opportunity to make a difference tonight. This is Saturday Sports on TSN 690. Joey Alfieri and John Still were with you till 1 o'clock. And uh, we'll be breaking down the Canadians with Andrew Berkshire of the Montreal Gazette just after 1235. But we talk a little NFL next. Earlier this week, the Eagles traded Carson Wentz to the Colts. Will Wentz bounce back in Indy? Will the Eagles roll with Jalen Hurts at quarterback? Or do they go with somebody else? Those are some of the questions we'll ask coach and NFL analyst Jeff Reinbold on Saturday Sports on TSN 690.